Hello, hello, and welcome to your favorite podcast, Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space. As usual, I'm your host, Kevin, and I have three amazing gentlemen with me today. Uh, Mike, you want to say hi? Hey, everyone. Patrick, you want to say hi? Hello, everybody. And Tom... AKA Giant Batman, are you going to say hi? Do we still have you on the line? <laughs> My connection's pretty spotty, but I'll try to follow along. <laughs> well, everybody can hear you now. You want to say hi? Yeah. 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 I can hear. <laughs> I can hear. It's kind of spotty. I hear Kevin the best. It seems like uh, Mike's out underwater. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Tom's out fighting crime, as the Giant Batman does. Yeah. On the move. <laughs> we'll see how that goes as we go along we kind of talked about how we wanted to kind of change audio decisions maybe in the future but i just like tom being here it's great yeah yeah thank you for listening to this podcast that is an edited version of our live stream from sunday march 20th 2022 if you're listening today for the second word of the fun fan freebie phrase, note that all recording of the first word of the phrase have been edited out of this podcast. You can still find out what the first word of the phrase is by watching the recording of that live stream, which is still available on YouTube and Facebook at Acceler Comics. The second word of the phrase is loving. Please listen to our Thursday podcast, which will be published no later than Friday, March 25th, 2022, to find out what the third word of the phrase is. If you're located in the contiguous United States and are the first listener to send us the proper three-word phrase through a message at our website, accelercomics.com, either through the chat balloon or the We're Here to Help button at the bottom of the website, we will message you back that you've won. After that, you just need to respond back and let us know what particular geek culture collectible you'd like to receive from us valued up to $6, not including shipping. We'll cover that. Or you could just let us know who your favorite superhero is or any fictional character for that matter, or maybe a trading card or any geek culture that you're into, and we can surprise you with what we send. But rest assured, it will be worth at least $6. To add on to that, if you answer the trivia question correctly through our podcast question on the Spotify app, we will increase the value to $7. Lastly, thank you for listening to our podcast, watching our live stream, and participating in the fun fan freebie phrase giveaway. Spread the word. Okay, so I wanted to start off the show with an update for the fun fan freebie phrase <laughs> sorry it's funnier every time you say it <laughs> <laughs> man i can't even give away stuff you know? <laughs> i i got one answer from someone who couldn't win <laughs> they were correct though they got it they nailed it do you got do you guys know what it is now i mean do you guys know what it is now I've, I didn't listen to the new episode yet. Sorry. So Pat, you know what it is? Yeah, I think, I think I know what it is. Okay. So the so last week's is still in play. So the first word of the fun fan freebie phrase is 
and check out the edited uh, podcast of this or the edited or the podcast that is the edited version of this live stream that I'll post tomorrow for the second word and then get the third word from the podcast that we post on Friday and then go to our website at accelercomics.com and message me through the website that you know what the three words are and you can win a freebie a collectible of your choice or leave it up to us if you want to just let us know what you're a fan of and you don't have to pay shipping we'll just hook you up with something for up to six bucks and then that reference the second thing is the how you can get it to seven bucks by answering the trivia question properly I got one answer from the trivia question. Uh, you know what? I don't even, Patrick is the one that answered. I don't even know if that's the correct answer. I'm assuming obviously 100% you know that it's the correct answer, right, Patrick? I don't remember answering it. What? Really? No. Okay. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going crazy. I'm going to, hold on. I'm going to look right now. Just give me like 10 seconds. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> Four days ago, you're the one that answered it. Was it a serious answer? I don't know. It's a, it's a <laughs> weird answer, but it could be the right answer because I don't know what the answer is. Oh, uh, on the Spotify? Yes. I think I was kind of uh, pulling Mike's chain on that answer there. Oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> I I wouldn't. Uh, I I'm I'm abstaining from answering the trivia or the free, the fun fan freebie. So, okay. Yeah. Well, so anyway, I, I'm not going to reference. Well, you're, you're just saying you were messing with, with Mike there. So I'll just say it was wow. So Patrick posted an answer to the trivia question. Who was the character that showed up at the end of the She-Hulk okay. number one? He, uh, he answered a disgruntled reader named Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was a joke, but then I was like, maybe yeah. there's actually a disgruntled reader named Mike, which would make it even a funnier coincidence with how much Mike doesn't like it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, and then the uh, the poll question was, "What was the best tip for new collectors, in your opinion?" And uh, the options I put up are about tape, uh, boards at the end of uh, the long boxes. Uh, your biggest concern should be what you what you like, how to alphabetize, making a regular day to take care of your books, and then one of the others was the final option. Uh, I got two votes, and they both were for the biggest concern should be what you like. You so that's it. yeah, that's it the, for the poll and the trivia. Which that trivia will be the same trivia again next week, since we didn't get an answer and no one got the uh, giveaway. We'll just carry that over. Okay. Sounds good. Next thing I want to talk about, or first thing I want to talk about, was is what we watched this week. Anybody, uh, Mike, you want to go first on that one? Yeah, because I'll be quickest. Um, okay. <laughs> Wait, are you going to say nothing again? No. Oh, okay, cool. Half of nothing. No. I, I, I uh, since you mentioned that Antlers was uh, available free, okay. I went and uh, tried to watch that. Um, I was able to watch half of it, and it's really good. I'm liking it. Just things keep coming up while I'm trying to watch it and uh, have to stop or things like that. Usually, if I get a late start, it's you know bedtime. 
for the kids. So everything gets uh, put on hold there. So it's really good. And uh, I think when I get back to it, I'm just going to start over. So that's where I am. You know, I don't want to give you too much of a hard time about not watching stuff. Obviously, I'm only playing around. And then I just want to confess that the only reason I'm accomplishing my watching once is because I don't sleep like a normal human being. I literally stay up way too late almost every night. And then my wife just commented last night because we actually were up late last night. We actually played a game. We played life. It was it was Ayla's choice, so we picked she picked life. Nice. <laughs> Which is still fun. We had a fun time with it. Maybe the rum helped, but anyway. <laughs> we definitely had fun playing life last night. And then uh, afterwards, you know, because of the rum, we uh, we had a little bit of fun afterwards doing miscellaneous things. And yeah, it was up till four. And then I woke up at like 7.30 this morning, just, you know, because that's what I do. And Jesse went to bed like way earlier than me. And she got up like three hours later. She's like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether it's a blessing or a curse. Because maybe if I'd suffer enough, I'd stop doing it. I'd get some sleep, you know. But yeah, I, I, I can I can what I loosely describe function. And that perpetuates my problem, you know. So yeah. So anyway, what'd you watch this week? <laughs> anyway, I just was saying, Mike, I'm not judging. I only do it because I know I stay up way too late or I wouldn't have time to watch stuff either. So anyway, yeah. Patrick, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Didn't watch too much. And I think we watched The Walking Dead, you know, current episode. Uh, our, we're way behind on everything. Our DVR is like at 98% full. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, we have been watching... You know, I've been spending some time down at my brother's house and he has Paramount Plus and is a, you know, a combined family. We've been watching season one of Star Trek Discovery again. Uh, I guess that's worth bringing up. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I like the first few episodes of that. It got away from me a little bit. I can't exactly describe why, but, you know, I thought, I mean, it was pretty good. It's amazing. The, the, the biggest thing that stands out for me and why I started watching that show is it's, you know, the special effects that are in, you know, TV shows, it's just ridiculous now. It's as good as any motion picture from not too long ago, you know? I mean. Yeah. It's our second. Chelsea and I watched it when they showed it on CBS, regular CBS network television. Uh, so this is our second go around. I'm kind of enjoying it a little bit more. I was kind of put off by the Klingons, how they represented the Klingons first time we watched it. But I'm getting a little more out of it this time, I think. Okay. What's that new Star Trek uh, that's coming out soon? There's another uh, new Star Trek series coming out after Picard. So Picard was after that, right? Yeah, I think they're going back and doing uh, like, uh, yes, uh, Captain Pike series. What's it called? Do you remember? I, I don't remember. I don't recall what it's named now. What do they say it to be? I'm not a I'm not a Trekkie. Never never yeah. supposed to be. But what do they say? Uh, Brave New World. I think that's something like that. Could be. Yeah, could be. Yeah. yeah. That looks interesting, so I definitely want to check that out, too. Did you like Star Wars Enter or Star Trek uh, Enterprise? I did not watch Enterprise. Man, I love that one. I watched almost all of that, so. I yeah, like it's my one. my brother is the big Trek fan. He He's watched every single series and movie. Not not me so much, but I'll pick and choose every once in a while and watch. That's them. how I am too. And I don't, I'm not a Trek hater, and, I, right. and I'm not into that whole Star Wars versus Star Trek feud, you know. So I'll I'll enjoy it all, but yeah, 
Yeah. Same here. And so I think it's kind of odd, actually. And if I let's pretend I'm accurate for a minute that the, this new series with Pike is actually after Enterprise because Enterprise starts, you know, it's right whenever we start, you know, doing space travel. So then this Pike series would have to be after that. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. So would it be considered a prequel then if it's actually <laughs> after the last <laughs> Is it it's a prequel or a sequel or what the heck? Yeah, I don't know. It's a prequel to some and a sequel to others. I guess. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go into a little bit of a backpedal from last week to start. So I talked to Johnny uh, this past week after the show. And we talked a bit about Peacemaker. So I want to backpedal a little bit on that. Uh, so after he made some valid points, which, you know, this is why I need you guys to watch what I watch. So you can talk me off the ledge. I didn't hate it quite as much as I thought I did. I just needed a different perspective to kind of, you know, straighten me out, I guess. I'm still going to say I, I, I have some major issues with it. And overall, I would say I, I more didn't like it than liked it. But it's not as bad as I was originally thinking. So I'll probably give season two if there is one. Has anyone heard if there is going to be a season two yet or not? No. Yeah. Probably give season two a shot and uh, maybe raise my rating. I don't even know what I gave Peacemaker. I gave it low rating. Maybe I'll give it a seven. I, I don't think I gave it a seven. So. Anyway, I'd love to have Johnny here, or when he is here, maybe we can talk about it a little bit more. Uh, then I finished watching Hawkeye. I actually didn't finish the last two episodes from when it first came out. I was pretty much right on right on time with it uh, every time it came out, but then I just dropped off and never got back. So I decided I was going to jump back in and just finish those last two episodes, and, and uh, it was pretty good. I mean... Hawkeye, I don't, I'm not a big Hawkeye fan to begin with, but it, it wasn't bad. Uh, did you guys see that? No, I'm still on WandaVision. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, par for the course for me, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> bad, did you see that one, right? Yes, I, you know, Hawkeye is one of my favorite characters, but not so much in the MCU. However, uh, I did like the, the turn they made in the series. And I, I, you got to know Hawkeye a little better. They fleshed them out, and I enjoyed the series as a whole. I'm big. I like Haley Steinfeld too as Kate Bishop, so that helped a lot. So I, I thought it was a good, good series. Yeah, she was great. I thought she was a good, real good Kate Bishop. And then you know, without giving any spoilers, well, I guess no. There's spoiler. We're way past spoiler rules. So uh, the end. Whenever I always forget uh, Black Widow's sister's name. What's her name? You're catching me sleeping here. Uh, <laughs> so you're like me. We no, don't remember. But like anyway, Black Widow's sister. Huh? Yelena. Yelena. Yeah, that Yelena. Is. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So actually, uh, Le or Jesse got, Lexi, Jesse, Ayla got a Yelena pop for her birthday yesterday because she loves Yelena. But anyway, um, so I loved how they kind of wrapped it up at the end with Yelena and Hawkeye kind of coming together. That was that that really meant a lot to me how they kind of ended it on that note which was good and then the other note uh that i thought about while it was happening and this 
again is old news so sorry for anybody who's looking for fresh content here but this is gonna this is gonna be fresh for mike definitely fresh for me yeah yeah <laughs> so i love how it's official that the mcu sony fox marvelverse and netflix marvel are all officially connected now right so I, I I avoided the spoilers with Hawkeye that Kingpin is in Hawkeye. The Kingpin from the Netflix Daredevil. Nice. Yeah, so now you got Netflix Daredevil, of course, in Spider-Man. Right. With uh, you know, him being his lawyer. So that connects Sony and Netflix. And then you got Netflix Kingpin on Disney MCU Hawkeye. So that connects Netflix with MCU. Then of course we had Quicksilver from the Fox Marvel verse, whatever you want to call it, on the you know Disney MCU WandaVision. So it's like if it's everything's officially connected now, so they can right. I mean, no holds barred on anything now, right? Seems that way. Yeah, and this, and this week, this week all the uh, Netflix shows move over to Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, I saw that already. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and also. Uh, I, I never really saw if this was uh, official or not, but there was like a Daredevil poster out there potentially teasing a fourth season or a reboot of Daredevil. Yeah, I read an article on that. I didn't see the poster, though. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like the black Daredevil outfit with the with the red outfit sort of like bleeding away from it. Oh, okay. Um, whatever that means. Yeah, know. right, right, right. So yeah, I mean it's 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 exciting. You know, hopefully it doesn't suck, but regardless, it's exciting. <laughs> so that, thought, that would be that would be a fourth season. Yeah, I think so. I thought I was only two seasons behind. No, yeah, he's. A, I think bad news for me. <laughs> I think Daredevil and Jessica Jones were the only two that got three seasons. Okay, isn't that right? Or did Luke Cage get a third season as well? I think it was only two. Yeah. So anyway, lots of exciting stuff, and I like Kingpin on Hawkeye. I mean, it was they they stayed true to his, you know, Netflix form. So that uh, you know, and I thought I thought he was a great Kingpin. So yes, and I really liked how you know, kind of Kate Bishop couldn't really touch him. I mean, obviously she could touch him, but that's all she could do because he was just a brute, you know. So I like I, I like how it all played out, and then the end, of course, being kind of a mystery cliffhanger, you know. So, um, and then you know I actually didn't get to I, you know I have this what I watched list, and I didn't even get to two things on what I watched. I was planning on watching uh, that. What is it? There's a windfall. You guys familiar with that? No, no. Something new I saw. I wasn't even uh, familiar with either. So. I was gonna watch it and then talk about it today, but it didn't happen. So I'm just gonna edit this out later. <laughs> All right, hey, hey, Tom, can you hear us? He's fighting crime. You know, oh, there he is. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you. Did you have anything to chime in on what you might have watched this week? Last Sunday, I took my family to see the Batman, and uh, liked it a lot. I know not everyone's seen it; it's still early yet, so I, I don't want to get into spoilers. But another one we watched, um, I think, earlier in that week was 
Batman Soul of the Dragon, which is an animated, uh, one of the, you know, regular animated movies that they put out every, seems like a few months. Uh, I think this one came out maybe a year ago-ish, and it's like a 70s style, uh, I think it's set in the 70s, and it's like a kung fu movie. Uh, didn't really care for it too much. I mean, we didn't hate it, but, you know, it wasn't like, oh, you gotta see this one. It was kind of a neat concept. It had some fun, uh, you know, James Bond-style music. But overall, you know, I, I don't think it really landed. Okay, you know, I like to give movies a rating between 1 and 10. What do you give The Batman? Uh, the Batman, I would, you know, it's, it's always tough when you see something and you haven't had that much, uh, like, a second viewing or anything. But I, I'd give it a 9. I, I really, wow. um, I thought it was really solid. Wow. I like hearing that. The only thing, uh, you know, um, you know, one potential criticism, and Kevin, you and I talked about this a little bit, was, you know, it was pushing three hours. I don't know that it quite needed to be that long. I think we could have cut it down to maybe two and a half and not, yeah. you know, without actually losing any content, just sort of just tightening it up a little bit. Yeah. So, I, but, I, you know, I didn't find myself bored or anything like that. You know, it, it was, it was good start to finish, um, you know, but towards the end, and anytime a movie gets these three hours, you start to get a little antsy in the theater, especially. Yeah, that really cuts out a certain part of the audience. You know, some people can really tolerate and they love those long yeah. movies. But, uh, for the most part, I think two hours is probably the big uh, turning point for people getting uh, bored with a movie. Yeah, I'd say 2.15, it would have been perfect for me. And I could almost point out the 45 minutes I'd like cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't be one spot. It'd be a minute, 45 different times. Yeah. Or maybe two minutes, 22 different times or whatever, you know. So, yeah. It was just little things here and there. Like, like, I think that was a good way to define it, Tom, by saying, just tighten it up. Yeah, because just some of it lingered. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get a Batman yeah. show. It's yeah. sort of like when you're... When you're it's sort of like when you're watching Breaking Bad and they have those episodes between like major events where you can tell like the, the scenes, like they'll show a, a truck driving in the desert for like 45 seconds. Right. And it exactly. could have been a, you know, eight second shot. You know, yeah. it, some of that stuff, like some of the stuff just felt like it, 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 it lingered a little longer than it needed to. But that's a minor complaint, and really, I wouldn't have that complaint except that the movie was so long. So when the movie gets to be three hours, you start to go, "Okay, could we have, you know, trimmed a little runtime out of this without yeah. sacrificing, you know, a subplot or you know something of worth?" I think there was room to do that, but it's it was really good. It was great to see a Batman movie that was, you know, detective mystery based as sort of like focus and not secondary you know we, we've seen little bits of it like bruce wayne skulking around we're losing you a little bit there tom we can't really hear you we can't really you're breaking up really bad and i'm just thinking about the nightmare of an edit coming up yeah. so uh i muted you there mike just because i mean uh tom just because it was yeah so Hey, you know, Mike from New York shared that list. I think it was Mike from New York. Or, was it, or did you do that, Mike? You shared a list in our group 
of the Batman yeah. movies in a row. And this is what's so funny. I didn't read it yet. Oh, you did. <laughs> I saw it and I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. Let me share that because I think everybody else will find it interesting. And then I'll get back to it. And you guys are having these full on conversations about it. I'm like, oh, man, I haven't even read it yet. <laughs> well, what's you know, what's especially funny and this might embarrass you a little bit. It's literally a super short like less than it's like a minute read article it's like so oh, sure it? yeah it's, so like, it's a perfect list i need to get to it yeah exactly <laughs> there's literally no reason to avoid it you could do it standing in line for your waiting for your order at mcdonald's or whatever, you know yeah it just anyway, like, I'm like this is gonna be that's a long list yeah, yeah it could have been but yeah it was it was really yeah. concise yeah each movie with like a paragraph and all right what uh it. What's your number one anyway? Did we ever talk about what's your number one Batman movie? Live action Batman movie. No, it, it probably goes back to Batman 89 just because it was, you know, that was, it was just perfect for the time and it started everything. And, uh, Patrick? Yeah. Yeah. 89 is a big one. You know, I, I'm a, I've mentioned I'm a big fan of the Lego movie and then the two animated movies. You know, Mask of the Phantasm. And, oh yeah, it actually had Mask of Phantasm. Yeah, yeah. and I, I kind of complained that they left out Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker, which I think is super. So, yeah, I love that Mask of the Phantasm was in there too, because yeah, that that's my favorite animated by far. You know, so I think that was number two on the list too. So. Yeah, that was pretty high up. Yeah, yeah. Well, eighty nine also when I was in boot camp when that came out. So uh, when I came home from boot camp, that was that was awesome <laughs> to go see. Yeah, that. it was great. And just to let you, you know, do you care if I spoil the list for you, Mike? No. Yeah, 89 is number one on the list. So obviously, I'm right then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would pretty much agree with that too. Uh, I was a little disappointed that uh, Batman and Robin was at the end because I think Batman Returns. Uh, Be glad Batman and Robin made the list, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they probably made the list and said, can we just make this the top 14? Do we have I mean, not bad. Let me correct myself. Not Batman Returns. I love that one too. Uh, Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Yeah. I think that one is, that one's the only one that's lower than Batman and Robin for me. But, you know, but they had Dark Knight Rises really low on that list too, which I think, I think they actually had Batman Forever above Dark Knight Rises too. And I'm like, what? I love Dark Knight Rises. But anyway. Yeah, it's, it's a good list. I, I love those kind of lists. I'd love to have us have shows, just some lists. I love lists. Yeah. We'll do like the list how, show. There you go. Make a yeah. note. The list okay. show. Okay. I, yeah, I've got that on my... It's definitely on my future show. I, it's just when to do them, I guess. Yeah. But half the time I'm searching YouTube, whether it be for games or comics or anything, I'm always... I always pick the top 10, top, you know, mm -hmm. lists of everything anyway. So... Uh, that's pretty good what we watched. Uh, I think we can just kind of move straight into, uh, I think. I, a, I, think a they could have, I think they could have had 20 on that Batman list. Say it again. Tom, I didn't, we didn't hear you say it again. Oh, oh, I was saying, you know, having 15, I know they, they could go on and on because there's been so many, but I think they could have maybe expanded it to 20. Oh, yeah. And included yeah. a few more of the animated ones because right. there are some, you know, they, they are hit and miss, but there's some really good ones. And the Long Halloween in particular is fantastic. V visually and story wise, uh, that one is a standout. I thought Batman Year One was pretty well done too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Batman Year One. And they had the uh, Dark Knight Returns, and it was weird. They only had the Dark Knight Returns Part One on that list. I think they didn't even have Part Two. I think it said Part One and Two. I thought they were combined. Oh, I don't know. You might be right, but they had that on there, which is obviously an excellent one too. And then but Kevin but I thought with, with that one being on there, with Dark Knight Returns being on there, I thought Long Halloween definitely deserved to be on there too. Yeah. And yeah. and you could probably throw in year one. I think both, you know, year one was similar to Dark Knight Returns as far as the quality, and Long Halloween was better, I think. Yeah, they were all really good. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so moving to our next topic. Uh, this one's going to be all you, Mike. Top three comic book covers coming out this week. I'll run down them. So we have Saga 57. Detective Comics 1058B, Robin 12B, Iron Man 18, Wolverine Patch 1, Rogues 1, Deathstroke Inc. 7B, Devil's Reign X-Men number 3, Venom Lethal Protector number 1, and Task Force Z number 6. And there was no love for Task Force Z. <laughs> that book got zero votes. Well, not surprised. I mean, it was cool. I it thought about cool. it for a minute, but it's, it's yeah. It was one of my uh, easy take off the list options. It was easy, no. Yeah. yeah. I struggled this week. I was, I was, I found seven right away. And then I was like, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely it a good pick. Yeah. 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 These are all open order books. I, I try not to, or I don't pick any ratios or like artist books. You know, like Patrick Gleason, if you have to go to his website to order it, I don't use those. So these are all open order. And I, I struggled here. <laughs> so let's uh, go with number three. And that was uh, Deathstroke Inc. 7B, Ivan Tao. Is that how you say it, Patrick? You're pretty good with I'm the not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if the T is a D sounding, but Tao or... Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, this one was great. Uh, this had five votes, and it was Lexi, Tyler, Tom, New York Mike, and Kevin. <laughs> Mike from New York. Nice. <laughs> so this number two surprised me. So Saga 57 had seven votes. Cute and, kitties. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You put a cat on something, and yeah, the ladies in my life went straight to it just because just because it was a cat. Yep. Yep. After after I started seeing the votes, it, I, I, cat gets a vote from me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, to decipher that, I think he said, I think a cat gets a vote for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and it did. So this one has uh, Patrick, Tom, Johnny, Jesse. Valor, Ayla, and Cora. And finally, at number one, uh, it's actually no surprise to me. I kind of put him up here with the uh, uh, Lee Bermejo stuff. You put him on the list, and he's probably going to be number one. But Alex Ross with uh, Iron Man, number, yeah. number 18, 12 votes on this. Wow. Uh, is since that the Tom most is here, I wanted to say it's the It is. I think last week 
Lee Bermejo had 11 on his Detective Comics. Nice. This week we have 12. So this week was Tyler, Patrick, Johnny, uh, New York Mike, Kevin, Lexi, Jesse, Valor, Ayla, Emily, Marcus, and myself. Nice. How many total voters do we have again? Uh, on average, I think it's 13 or 14. Well, we have... Uh, every, weekly we have uh, 14 we have total of 15 that have voted okay but uh max i i understand sometimes max isn't able to vote yeah, yeah. There, you know being a being a marine so he gets a free pass there because he's doing the important stuff yeah but yeah this is i love this cover yeah, <laughs> as, as does everybody yeah so what do the standings look like well this week wait let me decipher this <laughs> oh okay that's the breakdown that you basically just read to us anyway yeah right yeah so this is uh i forgot i did separate it and they're alphabetical so if like everybody here the top four or top five picked five, had five points okay alphabetical so you know valor isn't necessarily fifth he's tied for first yeah and then over right. here for the weekly or yeah for the the whole total you know like jesse and kevin are tied for second basically and I should adjust this maybe. But, and Tom uh, is still leading the pack. Got Tom you. is still leading. He picked until this week. He picked the number one and two books every week until we had a record-breaking number one book, and he didn't pick it. <laughs> Irony. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Manny. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> so yeah. So we had every, a lot of a lot of movement here. Yeah, a lot of movement up and down good except for tom all right very cool awesome so uh you know take uh i i almost picked that one it was a toss-up between that and the uh emma frost cover yeah that that emma frost one was nice yeah that was nice too yep mm -hmm. i mean once again all, all the reason i ended up picking emma frost was i like covers that kind of tell a story and i thought that one had more storytelling going on than the iron man one wow. yeah and at the end of the day the you know every every answer is they're right. both great yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's what's so that's what's so fun i mean we're just looking at 10 awesome covers okay so then let's move into uh the geek stuff we got this week i got a few things yesterday i i almost had uh i i was a, definitely a benefactor of it being ayla's birthday because <laughs> uh pretty much mama was in a willing spending mood because oh. of Ayla's birthday so I didn't intentionally I wasn't intentionally trying to take advantage but ultimately I, I kind of did so which is cool for me uh did did uh either one of you have anything particularly exciting you wanted to start with Mike mm. yeah let me throw this up for, okay I'll go through mine real quick because uh, I just did a segment we'll get the patch okay here. I got the fantasy masterpieces volume two number two through 14 so all I'm missing is number one uh they reprint the first you know uh silver surfer one through 14. i got these they were all 99 cents a piece except for number 14 it was two dollars for i guess spider-man but uh yeah I, I was i couldn't believe as i kept going through you know three four you know, especially number four love that cover five all the way up i, I couldn't believe they were all there so that uh that was my surprise pick or pick up nice um this is 
my I can't believe I did this. So Jenny <laughs> Jenny Frizen doing the uh Sandman Universe, uh Nightmare Country number one. This is a one in one hundred ratio cover that I contacted the local store here and they didn't even order enough to get this. So I went to eBay and I paid over ratio for it. <laughs> Not the asking price. They I gave them an offer and they took it. And uh, I'll be taking this with me to the convention to have this slabbed on site just so I get it back faster. So you want to explain to the millions of viewers uh, what what exactly it means when it's a one in 100 <clears throat> and what that cost typically breaks down to? Yeah, so a one in 100 means any ratio, one in 10, one in five, one in 25, you have to buy. So for this one, they had to buy 100 copies of number one to be able Who's to buy the store okay <laughs> the you had to buy 100 copies of the regular covers to get one copy of this and they still had to buy this at the regular rate and then they basically the going price if it's a one in 100 100 it's basically ratio price is mm -hmm. uh the, the allotment like a one in 25 about 25 dollars is what you you know could expect to pay now if there's higher demand for it, since this one it has death on the cover, she's the most popular uh, character in the Sandman universe, as far as I'm concerned. I think so. I think Lucifer may have been up there with his TV show, but um, and then Jenny Frizen is such uh, an amazing artist. This just has everything going for it, so yeah. that's why I was selling above ratio. I don't know if it'll hold there once it actually comes out in April. It may dip some as more you know are on the market and available. But uh, I just wanted it bad enough. Super ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, really nice. Those are my two pickups. Okay. Patrick, you got any? Uh, yeah, I don't think I had uh, any comics this week. I still, this is pathetic. I got my <laughs> DCBS shipment last Friday and it's still sitting there unopened. Hey, we're all busy. We know. Yet, you know, I'll complain when they ship late and I don't have time to order for the next month. You know, yeah. I don't know what my problem is. The only thing I, I think I got this week is Target had a 20% uh, off one toy item. So I picked up this Jada Nano Fig pack, Spider Man mm -hmm. pack. Yeah, I guess inflation has uh, hit Jada because there's only 18 figures where there used to be 20 figures in a pack like this. Yeah. <clears throat> but and there's a lot i think there's a lot of repeats and repaints going on here but yeah i like picking up the, them in these big sets it's uh yeah i love them too i've got this as well yeah it's a nice uh price point i think for for getting this many figures yeah and i you know we actually brought this up i don't know whether you guys had a chance to listen to the uh midweek crawl through or not yet but uh ayla brought these up uh, when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in a miniatures gaming story with the crawl through and Ayla brought these up. And the reason she did is because we like to use these in gaming that we do. And, but otherwise it's just kind of a cool little statue, but it is really cool as a, as a little figure. It could, it could actually fill in nicely with a lot of, you know, games that kind of just need a, you know a little guy to yeah. move around you know so 
<laughs> I, I love those for multiple reasons. Yeah, the detail on those is amazing. They're so tiny, but the detail is just spectacular. It's so yeah. Yeah, yeah. There doesn't it seem like, um, and both of you obviously have experience with these. Doesn't it seem like there's more repeats than there is new in each of those twenty packs? Probably. I think, they, one I think they're, they, you know, they're not really concentrating on a lot of new sculpts, so they rely on a lot of repaints. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but they're cool. All right. Did you get anything else, Pat? No, I think that was it. All right. Well, this is my. Um, I just put it all kind of together in one big pick. <laughs> I got uh, a boat that that poster is Boba Fett on a throne. Pick that poster up. Ah, and then oh. I got the uh, book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett, because I already had a Boba Fett from before. And then I got Com Cobb Vanth, that's name from, uh, you know, the one that had Boba Fett's armor at the beginning. And then I love mugs. I got to figure some way to organize mugs in my life because I literally have a hundred now. I just love, especially oversized mugs because I drink a lot of coffee and I love the oversized mugs. I'm using it right now, actually. Can you microwave that one? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a reflective one and it says, it's a Marvel one. And it says, do not microwave. Well, this actually isn't reflective. Does it look reflective? Oh, yeah, it does. But no, this isn't actually reflective. Oh, it looks like it's like kind of that silvery chrome. Yeah, no, it's not actually. But anyway, so I got Star Wars mug. And then, uh, so I found this Funkoverse, you know, Marvel game. And, you know, I'm actually going to talk about this is going to be involved in my minifigs gaming discussion for the crawl through as well. Because they aren't really that many, but they are mini pops. So they aren't regular size pops that are in this in these game, these Fungo first games. They're definitely like three quarter size of a regular size pop, but they're still nice. And uh, the games are really simple. So I actually bought two of these because I want to list one uh, on Excellers eBay. So uh, everybody can be on the lookout for that as well. I thought it was a, I thought I got a good deal on it. So I'm, I got two, I bought, you know, I, I to keep one for myself and then one for uh, anybody else who needs one. Speaking of my minifig discussion, I wanted to start doing a new thing too. This is a perfect time to fit this in. I wanted to show everybody what, you know, I talk about during the podcast since the Thursday, Friday show is just the podcast. Uh, I wanted to add a picture, you know, during the Sunday show to where people know what I'm talking about. And these are the uh, tactics that we uh, talked about in last week's midweek crawl through. Uh, Mike, I think we've played right. this together before, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've played this. Yeah. The, so each of those, like the guns they have, you load that with something and press the red button and yeah, it's got a little plastic it. bullet. Yeah, you put in there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that Obi Wan that actually uses arm as a? Yeah, he actually has a big, clear, kind of wavy disc to kind of simulate force pushing. Okay. So he shoots a force push disc out of his arm, and I talked about this in the show how they're all oddly, you know, they're almost like caricature type of the characters. <laughs> Yeah, where they're they're odd shaped as up. I mean, you can see how Obi Wan's arms like as big as the rest of his body, and right. 
you know, Jesse was commenting on how their heads aren't proportionate to their body too much. It's kind of tiny or whatever, but you know, overall I, I enjoy the way they look and I love this game. It's very simple. Uh, are you familiar with this at all, Patrick? No, it looks like it's based off hero clicks in a way, right? Um, like an offshoot of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually know. I don't think so, but basically the bases do have wheels on the bottom. Okay. But as you move them forward, they like, I don't know whether you can see like on that front, that front uh, clone trooper says four on the base there in the middle. And that's how far he can move four clicks. So literally the clicks that are on the bottom of it, all it does is dictate how far, how many spaces they can click forward. Okay. So like the Jedi with the lightsabers, because all those do is you twist their torso and you smack the other characters over, they can move 12 clicks. But like anybody who has a laser typically can only move like four to six clicks, you know, and it's just last man standing, literally last character standing wins. And it's, it's just so simple, but, uh, like I said, uh, a lot of fun to everybody in my family. And we mentioned in the crawl through as well, Mike, that Mark, this is Mark, Mark would be all about this. If he got his hands on these, I think, you know, I think he would like it. So how do you, how do you successfully defeat someone? You knock that character over. Exactly. All you have to do is get that get that figure to be knocked over somehow. Or typically, half the time it winds up off the table because, <laughs> because you just smack them so hard or shoot them and it knocks them yeah. off or whatever. But yeah, as long if they just get toppled in any way, they're out of the game. And like I said, last figure standing wins. So it's a lot of fun. It's really simple, but a lot of fun. Uh, what I got from just in that lot yesterday and that'll that'll cover what i got this week too it was good for me though that's a, that's a definitely a good week for me in my opinion yeah. i didn't i i didn't even get to my local comic store to pick up my regular titles this week let alone get a dcbs or uh order or anything like that i did have something interesting that happened that i wanted to ask you about patrick um and maybe this is just because i don't pay enough attention and then for whatever reason i paid more attention this week I got charged for my my February. I, did, I ordered on February twenty third for my April books. Right? They charged it like already, and I thought you know me and Mike were talking about it. I thought originally Mike slightly corrected me uh, to an extent so already, but he wasn't exactly one hundred percent. I don't think. I thought they charged you once they were going to ship it. Yeah. Do they, do they charge it as soon as the order closes to where you can't change it basically? Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 on that myself. I've noticed that happening both ways. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, that's that's what I was thinking, but I could have been mistaken. So okay, so, you're so they on. could be inconsistent on what they do. Right, that's true too. Right. But do you notice when you think about it just naturally, Patrick? What do you think? You think they're going to charge it when they ordered, or, or when the cutoff happens, or do you think typically? What, what's your uh, common way of thought, like if someone asked you, what do they do? What would you say? Yeah, your common way. I, mean, I would think that it would be when they ship, but you know, because of the business they're in where they're pre-ordering, you know, it, you know, kind of have to. They have to get their money, sort of, to make their orders. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There's, if it's if it's to make their orders, like you're saying. That's like a no lose for them then. If they just get the money to make the order and it's like immediate for them, they're just a middleman between us and you know who they're ordering from, obviously, you know. And uh, the what made this one worse uh, for me, the 
last order, I think, was the other way. They they charged it when it shipped. And then this order, they charged it when it cut off. So I actually got two orders in less than a month. You know, because because of the, the other one was running late. You know, something like that. So that didn't sit, mo- sit well with my wife either. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom is back. Are, are, can, uh, did you try to do something different or did we just lose you for a minute, Tom? He just lost me for a minute. Oh, okay. I had to free Did you get any geek stuff this week? No. Nothing at all? Nope. <laughs> you, didn't, you, you didn't get a new uh, uh, utility for your utility belt? No. Actually, I last, last time when I was coming back from the movie theater a couple weeks ago, I realized that my, my kryptonite pouch is in need of repair. So I got to get around to doing that. <laughs> would would an oil change in the Batmobile count as geek stuff? We got I don't know. Would that? I could. <laughs> All right. So then that that'll cover the geek stuff we got. Okay. So I wanted to move into our unique topic of the week just to give you guys a heads up and all the millions of listeners more towards the end of the show, just to give everybody a heads up that the unique topic of the week that I've listed on the website for the entire week is not going to be today's unique topic because we were actually expecting to have Johnny back this week. And uh, Johnny definitely wanted to chime in on what I listed through the website as to what this week's unique topic would be which is kind of business models of comic stores. And uh, like I said, Johnny wanted to chime in on that. So we've kind of made a change uh, to what the unique topic is going to be. And then we also decided we're going to move the unique topic towards the end of the episode. Uh, if they go a little long, we can kind of cut it off uh, when need be and just maybe leave a cliffhanger to people have to stay, come into the next episode to find the, to get the finishing touches of it anyway. So I wanted to move into... Pat's collectibles on the horizon. Uh, throw something out real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't want to make. I don't want Johnny to feel bad. We completely understand. But Marcus was devastated that Johnny wasn't going to be on the show. <laughs> well, I don't want to make him feel bad either. But I'm <laughs> devastated. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding, John. Just kidding. Um, yeah, Marcus will see you next time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, All right Pat. Take it away. Okay, uh, what I wanted to cover here, I can, I think I can thank Tom for because he actually posted the latest one of these. And so I kind of went back and uh, grabbed all of them that I could find. And in fact, I found one that I didn't know existed. So we'll start from the beginning. This is, these are all part of the, what they call the Transformers Collaborative Series, where they take a transformer and cross it over with a pop culture property so the first one was the ecto one from ghostbusters and i actually have the first two of these because i i just like the throwback to the old even though i wasn't a big transformers collector i was kind of like sort of out of toys at that age now of course i'm back into them but we won't mention that but (laughs) my brothers were more into the transformers than i were um but this is like a you know you can see it's a throwback to this classic transformers packaging yeah you know with the grids and the 
you know, the, the classic logo and the picture of the transformed robot on it. And uh, I think this came out in a couple different packaging varieties, variants. I like his name too, Ectrotron. That's yeah. Pretty fun. That's yeah. Pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Uh, that's his robot name, I guess. Ectrotron. Yeah. Uh, the second one was Gigawatt or Gigawatt, depending on your pronunciation. This is another. I, the, I think Tom even mentioned when I posted these the, the classic Marty McFly pose, you know, on the box art here. Yeah. These are the, the. I think yeah. These are the only two I have: Ectotron and Gigawatt. Gigawatt. Uh, this one I saw one time and it came and went. I think this was a victim of the Top Gun movie that I don't believe has released yet. Correct? Yeah, I don't think it has either. Yep. Yeah, I think Maverick. it was. I yeah. think it was meant to be a time to release with the movie coming out and the delays. I think kind of you know fell off the radar. It's probably one I should have picked up. It's probably going to be worth some money down the line if they don't reissue it. The sort of the you know classic jet transformation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his name's Maverick. Uh, then what was the original jet? I think that was Slipstream, right? There's a couple different jets. Oh, okay. jet, Jetfire being one of the big popular ones. He was an Autobot. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he used the molds from the Macross slash Robotech line. The Decepticons were uh, Starscream was the one that was best known. He was the one that sounded like Cobra Commander. And then there was Skywarp. Okay. And yeah. Thundercracker, I think, was the third one. They, they, they were like, you know, three different ones that looked identical. And then they put another couple out, like Thrust, and uh, uh, I can't remember the other one. They, they looked a little different, but yeah, there was most of those jets were Decepticons. Right. Like, like Pat says, there was Jetfire, which was quite a bit larger than those other ones, and he was an Autobot. He was that, that Tomcat. He was based on the Robotech robot he's kind of borrowed from them right but this this looks like I, I can't get a good look at the robot but just looking at the jet this looks a lot like those original decepticons like starscream yeah i said slipstream or whatever sorry yeah 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 that's what i was thinking of yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they just repurposed one of the existing you know jet right from transformers right the head on them made them call them maverick yeah <laughs> Which is cool though. I definitely, I'm, I've never been a Transformers guy at all, but I love these. These are awesome. They're pretty yeah, that's neat. The yeah. one I like. This guy, I would have picked up, but I never saw him. Draculus. He's a crossover with Universal Monsters. That's uh, awesome. I know, yeah, I don't know if they're going to do more of these or this was a one and done with the Universal Monsters, but I think this may have been a, a Target exclusive, making it even harder. Yeah, pretty neat. I like the artwork on the packaging for that one. What's he transform into? I can't tell from that packaging. He's a bat. Well, so he's either a bat or a robot. Gotcha. Yeah. I think again, probably like, you know, not being familiar with too familiar with Transformers, I probably he probably was like a you know, an animal transformer and they just put a new head on him, possibly. Right. And then this one I was not familiar with. I found him when I was pulling up pictures. J Balventron. Okay. What? Jay Balventron. All right. Okay. Obviously, he's based off of Soundwave. You know, I think even if you're not a Transformer fan, you kind of were knew who Soundwave was the cassette recorder that transforms into a robot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His his gimmick of the uh, cassette tapes transforming into different animals and mini robots, which was always pretty neat. Yeah. Um, this was a crossover with a Colombian singer slash rapper named Jay Balvin. No idea. 
but <laughs> I, I think this was also like a limited one that you had to order through a special website. Um, so yeah, not, not like I said, I didn't even know this one existed until I started pulling up the pictures. This one, I'm not a fan of at all. This was, a, I think this was a Target exclusive. You know, it's, I think they're trying to use the 90s X-Men cartoon nostalgia here. Mm. And uh, his name is Ultimate Expanse. He's sort of like the X-Jet slash Blackbird that transforms into sort of this, this I mean, this artwork's kind of cool, but I don't think the robot mode is actually that cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a mix of all the X-Men, basically. Yeah, it kind of looks like it, right? Yeah. Um, this one, you know, I think he's he's around $60, $70 at Target, and they constantly were doing, like, half-price deals on him. But that, that wasn't even enough to tempt me. Yeah, <laughs> not a big fan. Not you know, Being not a Transformers fan, plus not a 90s X-Men cartoon fan. Oh, man, you make me ill every time. I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you know, that's something I can maybe highlight on a future episode. They're doing a lot of... I should have actually pulled those pictures. They're doing uh that style they're they're taking marvel legends and basically repainting them with some like animation type decos and putting them in what resembles a vc uh s you know vcr cassette tape packaging trying to tie into that 90s x-men nostalgia that's a hard pass for me being not a fan of that cartoon yeah well i definitely being a big fan of it this is actually <laughs> the only one that I actually did look for, and yeah, it's expensive, and uh, and I'm talking about online. I never saw it. I didn't know to look for it in stores. And yeah, he's he's a Target exclusive, and if you keep watching him, and I'll keep a watch out for you if you're really serious, because he yeah, gets, I am totally. Yeah. He's like he's fifty percent off all the time at least. Okay. So yeah. yeah I, I you know aside from liking the X Men, you know obviously I'm a minis guy. Yeah. So I, love those, I love those minis in there. Right. <laughs> you know. I, I, you know, I don't think I could have seen how, how good they look, but uh, I'll take them anyway, you know? Yeah. And this one, I think, is still currently, you can find this one on shelves. I, in fact, I think he might be in the Target ad this week. I think I saw him. Well, this I haven't seen any of these. You know, where, where, where are they in the aisle? Are they with the, I mean, in general, do you know? Yeah, good question. Either, I, I'd, say they're either with, what, you know? I'd say they're either with the Transformers or on, on a, like an end cap feature, you know? Yeah, I haven't seen them in stores at all. Yeah. Yeah. This is a cool one though, for sure. Yeah, two pack with Tyrannicon Rex, the Decepticon and Autobot JP93, which is a Jurassic Park Jeep. Don't have the robot modes for those on the packaging. So I'm not sure what they look like, unfortunately, but yeah. I imagine this is a pretty pricey set too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing you're paying for the Jurassic Park plus the Transformers license or whatever. So, right. Uh, and then finally, the one that started all this. I think I think Tom posted this one, and, and I was sort of timing this because I thought Johnny was going to be here because you know this was right up his alley. <laughs> this is Megatron His Tank crossover with the GI Joe line. Yeah, where Megatron actually transforms into a his tank, and Baroness can hop right in the cockpit and drive around. That's but, awesome. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny's a big Megatron fan. For those who don't know, so yeah, yeah. So that's I, I just basically, and I think this one's currently in pre-order stage. So if if they haven't already sold out, you should be able to find this one or wait for it to hit store shelves. So yeah, that's the. Uh, I thought this one. I thought this one was. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah, no, go ahead, Tom. I thought this one was especially fitting because G.I. Joe and Transformers were kind of tied together already. Sure. Yeah, um, right. There there was a crossover episode of uh, Transformers that had Cobra Commander in it back back in the day. It was one of the ones that was set in 2005 or six or whatever with like the, in the future. So it was like an older version of Cobra Commander. Of course, Starscream and Cobra Commander had the same voice actor. So right. when when there was a character on the show, you know, that sounded like Starscream, it, you know, you didn't know for sure if it was supposed to be Cobra Commander because that guy was already doing a voice on the show, you know, and I, they often do double <laughs> duty. But as the show went on, it was revealed that, you know, that it, it was definitely him. You know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Cool. And, you know, they had, they had the same animation studio. Right. They, they were both uh, Hasbro lines. So even even apart from the crossover, like the shows looked a lot alike anyway. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then the other one that I thought was especially good out of these was uh, the Gigawatt. Just I, I loved everything about it. You know, the, the Back to the Future I love. Uh, the, his name was great. The artwork was clever. Like they just did a really good job of combining the what's great about both of them yeah yeah he's also had uh some different releases i saw uh, probably maybe a year ago they had him sort of like on a clamshell with a with an idw transformers comic bundled with them and i think if i'm not if i'm not mistaken he uh was packaged in his robot mode but i'm not 100 percent on that uh so yeah he's had a couple different releases obviously they you know they probably want to get their money's worth and he's probably one of the more popular ones so they have released them a couple times okay yeah so that was kind of sort of uh a lot of those are you know the sun's setting on those but the uh his tank and and the uh jurassic park are certainly on the horizon still so that's uh that'll wrap up the uh, collectibles on the horizon for this week awesome as usual i definitely want them all <laughs> yeah, and I'm not I, saying I, that to. I'm, I'm not just saying that to try to be funny either. I'm I'm serious. I mean, you do a great job, Pat, but I'm a sucker for all this stuff anyway. <laughs> but I have, uh, you know, I, I do have an ability more if I'm short on funds to resist toys than other, you know, comics and stuff. And it's interesting too with this, uh, with everything we're talking about with these crossovers. So again, back to the tactics game, which I thought, which wasn't a crossover I cared about, but that's also a Hasbro product. And I think the third wave of those was actually a Transformers Star Wars crossover. So you literally had like Megatron fighting Vader and stuff. And that wasn't a good fit for me. I thought it was silly, but uh, then the last, the last wave was actually Marvel, which I never got any of those. Cause I think I was out of it by then uh by the time that that happened it didn't last too long but anyway i thought it was interesting that they'd cross over transformers and star wars didn't make sense to me but anyway oh i know these geniuses at the toy company get it all right every time right <laughs> <laughs> all right so then next we're gonna move into comics we read this week and actually i'm i'm gonna go first on this one for the same reason Mike likes to usually go first, because I completely failed this week. I shouldn't say completely. I got a little bit red, but I'm still working a lot. Not to, my excuses are as follows. 
I'm still working a lot on the website and stuff. So that's taking up a lot of my time. And then uh, I'm a lawn care guy by trade. Uh, so spring just sprung this week. So everybody and their uh, brother also needs my time there. Uh, so anyway, I did, I did read a couple things. I'm back. <laughs> I'm not back, but I'm still only about 20 pages now. So I should 100% have this completely read next week. So regarding lending this out to you, Mike, we're almost there. And then uh, also too, I guess once, once I'm completely done, we wanted to have a discussion about this as well. So, um, I'm close to getting that done. And then the only other, uh, comic I read this week is uh, detective 1055. I don't know. You know, I mentioned last week about how, you know, when you get out, when you get behind like crazy and you try to jump back in, it's kind of confusing. This one, I'm still kind of confused, you know, I, I don't, and, and, and I'm going to read another one before I say too much about it. So I don't sound like a complete fool, but has, is anyone else up on detective? No, no. The way they're breaking this up, it, it just doesn't, it's just not jiving with me somehow with the way they're storytelling. Like I, I literally can't, I couldn't concisely give you a plot of the current story arc. Cause there's, there's so many moving parts that they break up in each book in a way that, like I said, isn't exactly jiving with me. Maybe, like I said, after I give it one more shot, hopefully I'll catch up, but obviously, you know, I'm not new to reading comics. So I feel like if I'm confused still after two full issues, there, there isn't something quite right, you know? Yeah. So, but, but that's, that's the only, uh, comic I got, I got read this week, uh, aside from still trying to catch up on mouse. So Patrick, you want to go next this week? Why don't you take it, Mike? All right. I'm read my notes. So two moons. Um, this is what we're seeing here on, uh, I've got the covers for one through nine. I only read, uh, one through five, which is the first story arc. And it's called the iron noose. And it's about, uh, two moons is Pawnee and he's fighting for the union in the civil war and he has some visions come to him in a dream and uh basically those visions allow him to see these soldiers that are in their true form um and they're actually demons and he kills one so then he's uh facing a court martial and he's rescued by some confederate soldiers and then he <laughs> is recaptured by the union because they want to uh um, punish him for killing the uh one of the soldiers and of course you know just chaos ensues as he tries to battle these demons that only he can see and eventually he gets other people to be able to see them as well so wow. um, it's 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 really good let me get the the writer is john arcudi and the artist, and I'm going to butcher his name, Valerio Gian Giordano. <laughs> Gier, Gian Giordano. Something like that. So it's really good. The uh, second story arc, I'll uh, be reading that pretty soon. Let me ask you a couple questions real quick. So you said the main character's name is Spawny? No, he's a Pawnee. That's the uh, tribe that he is from. He was... His oh, parents, okay. were, he was taken from his parents, so he was raised 
by uh, a white mother and father. Okay. And then, uh, so he's he's kind of separated from his heritage, but he starts, ha you know, having these visions and dreams. Oh, okay. That come to him. So is that him on the on the cover number one? Yeah. Yeah. What's the two moon reference uh, exactly? That's his Pawnee name. Oh, his name is Two Moon. His Pawnee name is Two Moons. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. okay. Interesting. I'm gonna have to pass on this one. Sounds very horror-y. It is. <laughs> and I, I, I had uh, I was looking for some good uh, interior art to share, but I want to keep the show family friendly. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Uh, a lot book. Is that still current? The second story arc just finished um, maybe a month or two ago. Okay. And then, you know, it'll be on a hiatus for a little bit. Okay. And, uh, that's what I read. It was five issues. Um, and I'll throw this out there real quick. I did read She-Hulk number two. Okay. Based, on, based on Patrick's review of number one, I thought, you know what? Let me go ahead and give it a chance. Glad that I did. And I'll, I'll wait for Patrick's review on it when he gets his copy. I probably so, have it sitting out in the box. It's in that box. So, box. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad that I went back and picked up number two and read it. So. This goes back to what what I was saying about talking to Johnny about something we've all watched or read. Yeah, I mean, someone else's take can make you rethink things for a minute. Yeah, so yeah. it's definitely good. I dislike issue one a lot less now. Exactly. Yeah, that's how I feel about Peacemaker. Right. <laughs> so by number three, I'll probably like issue one. <laughs> did you did you keep it? You still have it, right? Issue one. Yeah, I kept. Yeah, I, I decided to keep one. Gotcha. All right, Patrick, you're up. Uh, okay. So, following up from last week, I said I I had read Inferno, the X Men crossover right. series or event series whatever you want to call it right and that i had sort of put off reading the, the ongoing x-men title the main x-men title so i tried to catch up a little bit on that this week and you'll notice the big red x there in the middle <laughs> yeah i read these issues and didn't realize that i did not have issue five i skipped right over it i just checked before the show started when i was pulling the pictures and i'm like what's going on here you know and uh the uh it says it's processing from uh, my dcbs order so oh but anyway yeah it does <laughs> and i and i and that sort of makes sense now that i'm kind of like you know why we sort of know this uh villain in number four the guy on the horse there and continuing on but there wasn't much backstory on him so i'm wondering if number five is where that sort of all yeah exactly so number three it was sort of like wrapping up and unfortunately because it had been such a gap between reading i you know it was it was a storyline dealing with the high evolutionary you see him up there at the top of the comic uh kind of wrapped up that storyline and the next issue sort of led into this new villain. i think he's a new villain uh but basically and let me, let me back up a little bit this bit this is uh this is jerry dugan or duggan the writer Pepe Larraz is the penciler, and he he's really good. I, I enjoy his art quite a bit. He's he's very good doing his artwork. Uh, but this the the new storyline picking up after the high evolutionary storyline sort of goes into the whole aspect uh, that Hickman created about uh, the really 
the X-Men can be basically resurrected. They have a means to uh, generate these bodies and Professor X can put their consciousness back into their bodies. So if they die on the field, they can bring them back. The problem is the public saw Cyclops be killed in one of these missions. So they're trying to cut and, and they, they brought him back. People are starting to question, you know, what's going on here. So they're trying to cover their tracks. And that's sort of why you see that the if you look on the last issue there, we're on Kevin and I's side. That character you probably are sort of unfamiliar with. It has sort of like the the helmet. Yeah. That's uh, his name's Captain Krakoa, but you know, no no real big spoilers here. It's part of the main storyline. That's actually Scott Summers' side. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. They're, they're trying to keep. They're trying to backpedal so nobody knows that they can basically, you know reincarnate them themselves as mutants any conversation about how they're supposed to reveal that eventually <laughs> no i don't no i don't think so well yeah, if the story's written anything like detective i can totally understand how you miss number five <laughs> and not even know you know <laughs> not even realizing at first at least you know so yeah yeah um that 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 stinks when stuff like that happens it's happened i'm not gonna lie it's happened to me before where i've yeah me too definitely you know, skipped yeah. right over an issue not realizing that i don't have it and unfortunately it's a product of the times these days where the shipping is all over the place and they're yeah. shipping above order and they have shortages and yeah. and you know you kind of have to really watch but uh that uh that was that was it i i just kind of caught up on my x-men this week all right so that brings us to the I hid my I, I hid my picture because the way Patrick's graphic was going across there, all I saw was my forehead, and it was huge. You and me both, pal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, your eyes and foreheads, and mine from my yeah. nose down. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired of looking at that forehead now. <laughs> at some point, someday, I'm going to get everything that Streamyard has to offer down pat. So where when that kind of thing happens, I'll be like, oh, I got to do this instead of. How I think I got everything yeah. figured out in one way, and then things just get changed up on me. So, sorry about the way that graphic looked kind of goofy. I so, anyway, the unique topic of the week then. So, as usual, I've got like 20 of these. Uh, we wanted to talk about pros and cons of comic book stores. Is kind of a last-minute thing without having Johnny here to talk about uh, the topic we discussed with him first. Yeah, I put a little bit of thought. Hopefully, I was thinking along the same lines that you were when you. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, I was just kind of thinking because of our topic last week, you know, to just tips in general to new collectors. Right. To then, as a new collector, you know, what can you expect from comic book stores? And then it's so, and then that the answer to that question is all over the place, of course. So just in my opinion, you know, what, what I like about them and what I don't like so much about them, you know, so. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I tried. Okay. So, um, I'm going to go with cons, uh, you know, some, some combo cons and this one's super simple, but. I think this one comes up regularly when we talk is, you know, comic book stores can be overpriced compared to lots of other places you can get comic books. 
But of course, I understand that uh, not only just logically thinking about, you know, the cost of running a store and that they have to sell their books at kind of a higher price to make up for that cost and all that, you know, so obviously they're getting their new books cheaper. So when I'm when I'm talking about they're expensive, I'm talking about mostly, you know, back issues and you know, toys and stuff like that, you know, so that's definitely a drawback, right? I mean, that's the first thought when yeah. I go in there, it's like, man, this is too much, but you know, sometimes I'll have a couple extra do dollars where I can handle affording, or I can afford to handle a little bit higher price. And I'm willing to do that to support my LCS. So I do it sometimes anyway, you know, can I counter that with a pro uh, on the same, on the same line, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, basically mine is, uh, if you build a good relationship with your store, a lot of times, you know, they'll knock a few dollars off for repeat customers and things mm -hmm. like that. You know, you almost become friends with the employees there. They'll look out for you a little bit. And so it goes, it does go, cut both ways. I do think they are a little more overpriced, but just not walking in blind. If you're a repeat customer, you could get uh, some good deals. Ironically enough though, you know, it's kind of like with cell phones, you know, how all the new guys get the deal and the old, you know, if you're with them for a while, you don't get the deals, right? It's kind of, it should work the opposite with uh, comics. You know, if you're a walk-in, you should be able to get as good or better, or maybe different good deal as a, you know, a regular, you know, which I know what you're saying. Obviously what yeah. you're saying is completely true. I'm just speculating. Maybe that's how it should be to get you know someone that just walked in off the street a good deal somehow to get them to come back you know or we put in the hard work and the time to be a repeat customer yeah no I, the the repeats should definitely have the and that's on my list as a pro as well subscriber discounts right. and that not only uh applies to new books but also back issues and right. stuff you know so right so anyway you got uh any uh, first thoughts on anything pat uh sure what do you do you want to one of my own a pro or a con or what yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah, one of the pros I have is, you know, I'm, you know, I'm always in favor of uh, the brick and mortar store because you can actually go in and browse and take a look. I mean, you can see if a certain book as far as art style you know, tickles your fancy, you know, it gives you a chance to actually put hands on items and books before you buy. And that's, that's a big cool. plus in my book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, being able to flip through it and look at the artwork and, you know, read a couple, like, first page or something. Sure. Yeah, we've talked about on many occasions how when we first started, LCSs were slim to none. So we didn't have places like this to be able to go do that exact thing that we love to do so much, yeah. And if the LCS, LCSs would kind of go the way of the dodo, I'd be as sad as all get out, definitely. I mean, I, I, I like, I like all the treasure hunting and dollar bins and random places and places that don't have many comics, but yeah, nothing beats going into the LCS when you're in a mood. That's for sure. You know, all right, then I'm going to, you guys, you get, you guys keep doing the pros. Then I'm going to go back to another con <laughs> and this seems to be pretty typical for a majority of comic book stores. And, and the only, I'm just going to give my, uh, experience on this in particular i love seeking out lcs's every time i go anywhere and i don't exactly stay settled in one place i, I pretty much travel the east coast from everywhere new york to florida you know on on some at some point in my life and every time i go anywhere 
I always seek out the LCSs. And, and so this seems pretty common, but it's just, they're just cluttered and disorganized. So the cluttered part seems to be a space issue nine times out of 10. Like they're trying to fit, you know, 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag, an old PA reference, you know, but so they have that problem as far as being cluttered. So I understand that a little bit, but then at least organize your clutter, which obviously as collectors, we know that's tough too. So I'm not hating on them too much, but there, there have been a couple, one of them is one of our uh, local comic stores, painted visions it's called. They're very organized and they've got a lot of space in there, but they seem to intentionally minimize their inventory to kind of fit their space. So it's, it's clean, it's organized, it's not cluttered, it's not tight, you know, lots of space and I love it. So I think it's possible. I just think stores maybe need to care about that a little bit more, you know? So I think they may keep a lot of back issues set aside for conventions, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think they just choose to not put them out and they just right. keep them in the back, you know? And yeah. I think that's, you know, as far as when Acceler opens, that's my thought on it as well is, you know, only put out as much as you can have out and not look the way I'm describing, but still have all that stuff and maybe have it in a back room. So the presentation of the first store you walk, the first part of your store you walk into is nice and clean and organized. Then have a back room though. You're like, hey, you want to see more? Come back here. Kind of like how, uh, you know, Elwood has it. You know, well, Elwood's not very good all over uh, as far as what I'm describing as well. They're pretty cluttered and disorganized. That's a treasure hunt though. Huh? Being unorganized like that is a treasure hunt because. Yeah, yeah. There's something to be said about that too. It's for a certain type of collector though. You know, you know, we we enjoy looking through just random books and stumbling across something we didn't know we wanted that's true that's true yeah I, yeah i don't want to completely dismiss that but what i meant with elwood is if they had the top all sweet looking like uh, painted visions had yeah. but then they have the basement the way it is and just leave it like that you could have the best of both worlds at a place like oh they got so much space that's that's uh, my next con what's the next one you got mike a pro you can meet some new friends you know they're not necessarily friends that you hang out with and see all the time because you and i have done this quite often you know, we've got certain Wednesday friends. You know, we see them every Wednesday. It's true. Wednesday morning. We know them by name. Yep. You know, I will see them out and about. But uh, yeah, everybody's very friendly. That's uh, that's a good pro there. Yeah, get some fellowship going with uh, like-minded yeah. people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Pat? I can uh, sort of piggyback on that for a con. Oh. That you kind of have to watch. You know, spoilers <laughs> can be out there when you go into a comic book shop. People talking talking shop about comics and spoilers are bound to be discussed so if you're not current you know that's true you might overhear something you don't want to hear that definitely happens at ours as well that's for sure Sure. yeah okay so i'm gonna go with a pro this time there we go a knowledgeable and pleasant staff you know so i would say on the opposite end of what I just complained about being normal with comic stores, with their clutter and disorganization. What is also kind of normal is most of these guys are cool, you know, and then they have a lot of knowledge that I want, or at least I want to hear at the, you know, when I'm in a store like that. And, and, uh, you know, I would say a majority of the time they're all pretty cool. You know, I think that, and that's why they have the jobs they have or, you know, own a store. 
So that's always nice to experience. Kind of kind of piggybacks on mics as well as getting a friendship going with like-minded people and you do it with the owner of the store and the employees as well. So Yep. And that comes around, you know, the employees that you become friends with, they give you discounts. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your next one, Mike? I'll go with a con here. Um and we don't suffer from this but I, I read a lot of times people do if you have a poorly run store and it's the you know it's the only one within a large you know long driving distance you know like I've, I've read people have to drive an hour to get to the next store or even an hour just to get to the one and uh if you're limited on that store alone that's terrible we're lucky enough to have you know four or five within a half hour driving distance yeah yeah we are very lucky in that aspect yeah so i feel bad for the, the people that they just a poorly run shop it's their lcs yeah mine's I, I got an attachment just to that one it's the same kind of thing it's just bad sub maintenance bad subscription maintenance in general so yeah if you only got one option and long or a far distance it's, it's tough you just got to deal with it but so Pat, what you got next? Yeah, that, that again ties into what you just said there, Kevin, is a pro is that the comic book shop can organize and pull your comics for, you know, create a pull list for you, subscription list for you. And that's very convenient as long as they keep up with it. And, yeah. You know, keep you on track. And, and, I, and just a brief comment is, as a customer, you shouldn't take advantage of that. I, you hear it all the time the people in the shop the, the the owner the employees complaining about people who just let their pull list build up and up and up and don't, yeah you know yeah. don't take care of it i mean if they're gonna if they're gonna pull your books for you you know keep on top of that buy your books or desubscribe to whatever you're not interested in anymore. right yep. yep yeah there have been times that i've canceled a book and i already when I'm canceling it, I already know that I'm already on the hook for the next two issues because they've already pre-ordered those issues for me. So I you know, say, look, after the next two, I don't want any more or something like that because I don't want to leave them hanging. Right. Yeah. Whenever I cancel, I always tell them, yeah, I'm, I'll get the next two. We're good for that. But after that, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next con I've got is uh, poor lighting and just not very clean in general kind of <laughs> that too you know uh, i would say that's about a 50 50 shot between stores i've been in you know poor lighting probably more often than not but the cleanliness it's still too uh too high of a probability and in, in that in my opinion too i mean you know i worked for i worked in the video store industry for a few years and like you know i was a manager and 75% of my duties just was, was just to keep that place clean, you know, aside from organized and rotation and blah, 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 all that stuff. You just got to clean. You just got to do it all the time. I mean, and it seems like, yeah, comic book stores don't exactly go there a lot, you know? So yeah, one, uh, I, I remember my memory of this store may be completely different in reality from what I remember but when we were in Ohio. Uh, this is probably around 87 maybe we went to this the store in ohio and it was so packed and crowded with books and i don't even think the lights were on 
I just, I remember like maybe the door was open because it was middle of summer, it was hot. I bought one book and I was Daredevil 181. Yeah, I just remember it was dirty and over just crowded. So that's a, that's a con, but man, I love that experience. <laughs> <laughs> when I remember back, you know, that's just the old dirty, dingy comic book stores from back in the day, you know? Well, yeah, I just don't think they're back back in the day exactly. I mean, Some of them are still here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Patrick, what do you got next? Okay, uh, talking about crowding. Um, this and this may rub you the wrong way, Kevin, being a wow. big gamer. Oh, but holy cow! Uh, you know, nothing irks me more when I I'm going in there to look. You know, just browse the the shelves. And you can't get around the gamers, you know, and believe me, I understand why comic shops do it. It brings them in business, but some shops you, you just can't even maneuver because the gamers are taking up so much space. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, in a perfect world, they'd have a, a, a separate gaming space, you know, just for them that you, you wouldn't have to squeeze through and to, to browse, but. It, it, it always drives me nuts, you know, you know, I'm like, oh, why did I come on this day? You know, when <laughs> right. the hills and you can't maneuver, but I believe me, I understand why shops have uh, embraced the gaming. Yeah. And, and that being said, that applies to all this for any, any uh, comic shop owner slash employee that's listening or watching. We, we get why these are all problems. We're not being yes. judgy. Right. We're just kind of giving a heads up to new 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 to the hobby people what they can expect and what's kind of normal and stuff and and on that note that you're talking about with the game that's actually what our, our favorite store uh evolved from they they were a 50 percent game space 50 percent comic space for a long time and then they got two places so then they put the comics in one and it left the games in the other and then they eventually actually sold out the game part to a completely different company and uh and and moved it out completely and may, maybe it is a it, it needs to be a choice to some extent as to what you're going to prioritize because you know what i thought you were going to say when you first uh started commenting on it was that they take up a lot of sp the games themselves aside from the people take up a lot of space sure. in the store as well you know yeah, for sure so you know it's it, it makes everything else all cramped and crowded like i was saying you know so you know, maybe maybe a little bit better at choosing what you're going to prioritize when you're limited in space like that. I don't know. You know? Um, so that kind of attaches to my next one as far as product they have is it's nice in, in LCS is that they have current and back issues. You know, as opposed to most of these off places we're talking about, it's mostly uh, just current. And then some LCSs will choose to just be mostly back issues versus but it's nice to have current and back issues in one spot you know so i like that we got mike um i've i've got a guest here that wants to throw out what they like about comic book stores to say hi. okay hi cora this is mike's daughter cora what um, do you like um they got a lot of stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, okay, fine, <laughs> her so her pro actually leads to my one of my cons is they, they got always, a lot of stuff they always <laughs> caused my yeah they always caused my truck payment to be late 
Because right? they have a lot of stuff. <laughs> I was going to actually go a little bit different direction, but the same similar joke is that's a pro for people like us and obviously Cora, but it's a con for wives. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of stuff. Yeah, perspective there. So we got you got another one, Pat? Okay, yeah. So as far as that goes, I have it in my con category where you know, and this all sort of ties together too, Kevin, with what you're saying about, you know, too much stuff is stores only have a limited amount of space to display even new comics, let's say. So they cannot get in every single book that's being published. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So that if, if you're not up on, you know, watching previews or getting recommendations, you're you're bound to miss something because not every book can be shelved at your LCS. So that's where you know they have a disadvantage over say online ordering where you're you're in charge of picking through previews, looking at every single book out there, yeah, determining what you want to buy. You can see everything and make your order whereas they a, a comic shop can't buy even one copy of everything. Yeah. And, yeah. and also that's a problem because even the even the books that they choose to buy they can't go over buying you know 10 15 issues of a single book because they don't know if it's going to sell they don't want the dollar bins get filled yeah exactly (laughs) they don't want to be left with all that inventory so they're they're bound not to take a chance on a book and you'll you'll never know if you aren't aware of publishing you will never know that book even exists so Yeah. yeah and that that kind of touches on i'll jump in real quick um sometimes by friday or saturday the hot books are gone sure. like, they can't yep. take chances and order a lot of some of these things and you know if it turns out to be a hot book and you're not there wednesday morning there have been times wednesday morning they don't even make the shelf because so many people added on to their pool list prior to uh the books arriving that they just fill subscriptions never yeah yeah Definitely. So I have a few more of these, but uh, we might have to break this segment up into two parts like we were talking about before with it being the unique topic. Uh, Mike was mentioning he's a little short on time. He's got some other things he's got to do today. So we might want to just continue the same topic. I think it's a fun topic. And like I said, I got like four or five more to say. So yeah, I have a couple more and I can I can come up with some more. Yeah, we can continue this next week. Let's Let's move right into the recap then Mike go yeah <laughs> okay who needs sleep when there are TV shows to watch oh daggum nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Pat Kevin likes lists let's leave it at that nice <laughs> all right mine is it's definitely best to get um alternative dis- perspectives on things it might make you might make you appreciate something a little bit better than you thought you could yeah yep mike yeah um i do have another one giving free giving away free things is difficult (laughs) that's a good one it is harder than i thought that's for sure everybody get the word out because i can't imagine how many people have heard this that aren't willing to just get some free stuff my next one is uh, Hasbro is really good at crossing over things that doesn't seem to cross over very well. <laughs> you got another one, Pat? 
Uh, not really. I just just to say that uh, thanks for Tom joining us when he could today. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if Kevin, you mentioned it last week, but Tom is the one that introduced me to Exceller. It brought yeah. me into the group, so I'll always be grateful for that. And it's good to have him on a show. Yep, Did you well, hear sir. that, Tom? Are you still are you still tuned in? Yeah, I heard you. I've actually my connection has been better since I uh, got booted there for a minute. Of so course, it's pretty good. Of reconnect ever since we haven't been asking you to try for what you could chime in about you've been able to got it perfect timing yeah so. yeah now one thing i just wanted to mention i i didn't want to interrupt you guys but you guys were talking about the x-men can now come back from the dead yeah so does that kind of um make phoenix not feel so special <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Does it mention that in the title yet, Pat? No. <laughs> Didn't they have... That doesn't have anything to do with, like, was it the Phoenix Force or something where they had Cyclops and Colossus and stuff? They all had Phoenix powers. That's not related to this thing, is it? No, it's not. Okay. Well, maybe it should be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So just a last couple things. So please uh, answer the poll and question uh, on the podcast through the Spotify app. Follow Exceller Comics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and stop by to see what we have to offer at uh, uh, Exceller, Com Exceller underscore comics on eBay. And then, of course, always uh, check out ExcellerComics.com regularly. And our schedule reminder is an edited podcast. This live stream will be posted tomorrow. And then just a podcast of the midweek crawl through will be posted no later than Friday. And then a live stream of the Saturday short show will be, will happen Saturday or Sunday. And, and then of course a live stream again next Sunday around one ish. We ran a little bit later this, uh, this week, but my hopes is to get a little bit closer to one every week. Not, not right. Yeah. I have one last thing. Okay. Read that book. <laughs> I am legend. 160 pages. Very nice. All right. Anyone else got anything else? Nope. Nope. Tom, you done? We'll take that as a yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me prepare myself here once again. Uh, don't forget that appreciating great art is awesome. And reading a great story is fun, so why not pick up a comic book? <laughs> <laughs>